Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I'm in a G-Unit sort of mood today. I don't know why. It's because of Jack Weatherman said it's in the mid-70s. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN Montana app. Uh, if you ever do change the channel from this here fine radio station, 1029 ESPN Missoula, scroll right on up. 1033 The Trail is a good one. In fact, it's a great one. It's one of the iconic radio stations in the entire state of Montana, and I would actually argue in the entire United States of America. They are doing phenomenal, great work over there at The Trail 1033, Montana's Quality Rock. You can also find uh, some top hits Groove out, you know, get, put yourself in a good mood, dance a little bit in the car over there on the U1045. And if you're just looking for something that everybody's going to like, everybody's going to agree on, just all music all the time, Jack FM 1059. You can also find your weather updates uh, each day there uh, on your radio dial. Missed anything in the show so far, hour number one. Fun one, Sam Herter, Hero Sports. Swing on by. We talked. Uh, the demise of Murray State, the rise of North Dakota, the shifting dynamic of the SoCon, and some of the best storylines right now in the Big Sky Conference. We also heard from Keaton. Uh, we talk, did all that with Sam Herter, by the way, of Hero Sports, uh, Herosports.com, senior FCS analyst. We also heard from Keaton Galogli. He is the new play-by-play man there at Montana State. Uh, good to have Keaton on board. Good to have him uh, contributing to the show. That was part of our Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. And we also gave you some greatest hockey tickets, which we're going to do again here in just a few minutes. And we gave you some Desperado wings as well. Everything from today's first hour can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the MSU Bookstore. Time now, though, for our ESPN Roundtable. The superlatives are many uh, when it comes to Grizz Volleyball, and uh, it is a very impressive rebuild because this program was uh, pretty much a a non-factor, a non-storyline, something that they really didn't make this show unless it was a rivalry week with Montana State, and that's about it. But Allison Lawrence and her staff have done a tremendous job in rebuilding this Grizz volleyball program. Here is a list of the superlatives. Thanks to Nick Hallisey for providing these, uh, the Montana Sports Information Director and proud Colorado State alum. I know they're the Rams, not the Sheep. I apologize, Nick. I have to I have to tell you, he's a loyal listener, and uh, in my Freudian way, I'm, I'm around a couple Wyoming guys a lot, and they call Colorado State the Sheep, and I have no opinion on Colorado State other than I think uh, Fort Collins kicks ass, and I think Colorado State's sweet. I would love to you know, relive my life. I'm proud and, and happy with my life and have no regrets, but uh, going to Fort Collins for college when you're 19, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, regardless, 
I know they're the Rams. I apologize for my slip on the sheep <laughs> recently. Anyways, Montana Volleyball rolling along right now. Uh, they are off to their best 15-match start since the 2000 season. The Grizz had their best non-conference record since 2006. They went 9-5 and in the non-conference. They are 3-0 and to begin Big Sky Conference play for just the third time since 1994. And they're coming off of a road win in Bozeman. Uh, that's their third in a row over Montana State. And Montana State, which was also a struggling and largely irrelevant program, they have been very good recently as well. And uh, so it's cool to see the Montana schools be way more competitive in volleyball. And the Montana program, they now are sitting at 3-0 and in Big Sky Conference player. They are the lone unbeaten in the Big Sky. Sac State, Portland State, they're both 3-1. and Montana, they head to Sac State and Portland State this upcoming uh, weekend. That will then extend this unbelievable road journey for the UM volleyball team. That's 13 matches in their last 14 on the road. Crazy. But after this weekend, they'll have seven of their next nine at home. The hook here, though, Montana posted a five-set victory over Montana State last Friday in Bozeman. It happened in front of 6,457 fans at Brick Breed and Fieldhouse. That is the single largest attendance in the history of a volleyball match in the Big Sky Conference. ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is your go-to spot on the south side of town. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, food and drink specials seven days a week. Great place to watch football, a great place to gather with family and friends. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Well, this is fun. ESPN Roundtable down here at the University of Montana campus, and I am joined by two members of the uh, Montana volleyball team, Allison Lawrence, the head coach, and Sarah Ashley, a Helena native, who's uh, the starting uh, defensive specialist here for the University of Montana. And we also got the bell here, too. So start it out, Sarah. you got to ring the bell for us. <laughs> this is the uh, the new trophy for, I guess, relatively new trophy for the uh, interstate rivalry with the Montana State Bobcats. Uh, so we'll start there. First of all, Allison, um, unbelievable environment on Friday night in Bozeman. I mean, Big Sky Conference record for fans. What was it like coaching in that? Um, it was it was crazy. I don't. I've never coached an environment like that. I never played an environment like that either. Um, so it was it was really special. It's probably my favorite match of my playing and coaching career for sure. Is there any way to even prepare a team for that? Because there's just like an unknown horizon, right? You don't even know what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. I, we had heard, you know, rumblings of, okay, there might be over 6,000 people there. And in my mind, I thought, no way. Like, I, I really didn't believe it. And there was a lot of hype behind it. And I thought, there's no way. And then, yeah, then as we're warming up, people keep filling in, filling in, filling in. And it just it became real before our eyes and yeah there was no preparing for it we kind of talked about it and just said look it's it's just us we just it's just us that's all we're going to focus on and and Sarah from a player's perspective what was it like being on the court there at the brick it was honestly surreal like I think that some people might have approached that as like a negative like oh my gosh there's so many people here but like we were so hyped to play in that crowd and like there's just something about playing an away match with that big of a crowd rooting against you that just like gets you so fired up and we were like even just in the locker room before the game we were all like so pumped and we were like we were just so ready to go and like just beat them honestly (laughs) like we were so pumped to be out there and also like 
I grew up with that rivalry and like I was surprised there were that many people there but like people always show up for for Cat Grizz so like I, it was awesome. <laughs> it seems like, as the, from the visitor's perspective, once you settle in, then maybe you can actually even harness the environment yourself, right? Because, like, like Coach is saying, it's you against everybody, right? But then you can kind of play off the momentum of the, the cheers and the boos and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And, like, we, I mean, almost everyone there was cheering against us. So, like, we were able to create our own noise and, like, just focus on, like, what we were doing on our side, and, like, the match was exciting. We played really well. Like, it was – we were just re- able to create, like, the noise we wanted for ourselves, and it was it was really sweet. Coach, this rivalry has been fascinating to watch evolve because for a little while uh, it was kind of like the biggest match on the schedule, and that's always going to be true when it is the rival, but this also now means more than just playing the Cats. It's, it's big in the Big Sky Conference standings, too. Both your programs have, have improved so much. So just talk about that element. Beating the rival, but also having it mean something in the Big Sky standings. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is maybe unpopular to say, but it's I think it's a goal of both ours and MSU is to to have the conference championship match be Grizz Cat. And yeah. so we want that feel. We want volleyball in the state of Montana to be at the top of the Big Sky. It benefits us both to to grow together and I think we are growing together like that's not just by coincidence and so that's been really fun dare I say a little bit of a partnership but also a heated rivalry in that I'm appreciative um for them in that but also you know where this is the big rivalry in the whole conference so we feel lucky to be a part of it and and thankful um to be in it with them but yeah it's it's like none other a five-set victory for the University of Montana over Montana State last Friday night. This is the ESPN Roundtable. Allison Lawrence and Sarah Ashley joining us here on the Roundtable this week. And, Coach, now you're the last team in the league undefeated, 3-0 and in Big Sky Conference play. But you mentioned that element. I think it's so interesting, the parallels between Montana and Montana State sort of building together. What has been the key factors in sort of rebuilding your program? But also, just talk about that sort of parallel there, too. It seems like high tides raise all ships, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think recruiting um, from within Montana has been big and, and MSU has some big time recruits from Montana. I mean, Jordan Raddick in the middle, Jordan Klein on the right. Um, they've got Lauren Linseth starting at libero and Audrey running their offense. So that's, that's some major players from our state. And I think just the shift from the biggest volleyball athletes leaving our state to go play in other programs, sure. but deciding to stay here is a huge, um, like it's it's a the biggest deal in growing our sport in our state. So I think yeah we're and we're competing big time for those those athletes. But I think it means a lot that they're choosing one 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 or the other of us. I guess. Sarah, tell me about your recruiting. Then you were probably recruited by both schools. So uh, what was that like? And and what do you think of sort of this growth on that same level of, of volleyball at the college level in Montana? Um, I think it's really like it's really cool to see the draw. And there's, like, the improvement of the level of play here in Montana. I actually grew up with Audrey Hofer, the center yeah. on Montana State. And, like, we were both, like, we wanted to play D1. But, like, we also both, like, were, like, native Montanans. Like, we wanted to stay here primarily. So, like, being able to have, like, a really close friend just stay in state. And then, like, myself stay in state was really awesome. And just, like, I love seeing the level of play grow in Montana. 
there has been such great volleyball players, too, in Montana for a while. And, and you're right. I mean, the Taylor Mims of the world used to go to Washington State instead of staying in state. So what, what have you done to sort of make this level uh, a, a big sell for these recruits? Yeah, I think just the stage that you get to play on. I mean, that you can't, as a in-state recruit, go to that game in MSU and think, huh, I wouldn't want to play in that game. You know, I mean, you can see yourself out there. And I think... Both of our facilities, I think Dahlberg is, that was a big push for us to move into our big arena and to put our athletes on the big stage. Volleyball is a big arena sport and we wanted to to like put value towards that here. And so I think putting them on the highest stage, putting them in the best facilities, we have one of the most beautiful weight rooms I've ever been in. And so I think just surrounding athletes from our state with resources that match um, regional rivals and just anywhere in the West, basically, I think has been a big thing. And also just building relationships in our state and um, and just changing the perception of the brand, I think, in state. I think that's been the most important thing. And caring for people. We want this place to change lives and be a place where you know um, you're going to find growth, a degree that means so much to you and is of high value, and that you're loved and cared for. And I think we've done a good job at those things. Montana off to their best start uh, in since 2000, so 22 years, best 15-match start uh, to a season uh, since the early 2000s. Very impressive. The non-conference was very good for you guys, too, but you played a challenging slate. So, Sarah, how did you think that influenced uh, coming into conference play? How did it prepare you guys? Um, going into those matches and even after, like, wins or losses in the preseason, we talked a lot about how that would prep us for conference. Like, there were moments where like we'd be down like we played Charleston Southern and like we were in our like team just the players talking about like how that match we were down 2-0 and like we're gonna be we knew that that we were gonna be in situations similar to that in conference and we were like we need to be able to like face that adversary and like learn from that and we won we reverse swept them in that game so just like we gained a lot of skills in matches just like Charleston Southern playing teams like Rio Grande Valley, they're a really great team, probably going to compete for the top of their conference this year. So we just like always addressed what we can take from those matches before and after. Allison, what has gone into this team, uh, sort of put it together, at least for the first half of, of this schedule so far? Um, as far as scheduling? Well, I mean, does it, well, I want to I ask you about making the schedule, but what has gone into their great performance so far? Oh, yes. Um, I think them. And I really want to give a ton of credit to them because, I mean, a lot of the the results that they're seeing are efforts that have been started years prior. So I think you're seeing dreams dreamt up by players like Sarah that have been here for three years, that have been here for four years. Um, and I think just seeds planted about the type of culture they want, the type of gym environment they want, and then the patience to just let enough experience you can't rush experience so enough experience happening to where now like Sarah's saying when they're in those pressure moments and we're battling back you know NAU had a match point and we're battling off those those moments um they're coming through and I think we've always been close but we've never turned the corner and I think you're just seeing the results of their hard work over a long time ESPN Roundtable, University of Montana volleyball team Allison Lawrence Sarah Ashley joining me here uh, on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio Sarah, the the dynamic of learning how to win and believing you can win, I mean, I think it's the most defining and uh, probably the thing is the biggest difference in sports. How have you guys been able to do that so far this year? Um, I think a lot of it, again, kind of what Allison said, like, it does come with experience. And, like, we 
my grade specifically, like, there's been a few of us that have been in the starting rotation for the past couple years now, and I think just, like, competing for the last few years against other Big Sky opponents has really, like, really taught us just, like, how to how to win and, like, how to come up big in those, like, really tough moments where we're, like, down a set, down a point. Like, we've really put in the work and really just tried to, like, hone in our skill and... I'm so interested in the actual tangible nature of the scheduling, too, because Division One athletics, it's all over the board now. I mean, football, it's about revenue, ticket revenue, or if you're getting money you know, from whoever you're playing. Basketball, I mean, I know Coach Takir has a hell of a time getting people to come play in Missoula because it's a tough place to play. What's it like volleyball scheduling? Um, I think, I don't know if it's similar to basketball, but I think there's some themes in terms of being situated here in Missoula, you've got to kind of offer a lot of money right. to get teams to come here. And so it's a it's a dance with within your budget to think, okay, where can we go and, and how can we offset the cost of going to the places we need to go with the money that we need to bring really valuable matches here. We had to go two and one that first weekend. Right. And when you're building a schedule, I'm, I'm trying to see, okay, are we going to be eight and five out of this? Are we going to be, you know, whatever we have to have a certain winning percentage, or at least that's the goal. And so it's tricky and you, you know, mo you still have to win in the end. You still have to in volleyball, you're playing a lot of opponents, um, where you'll play a two-match opponent, or sorry, you'll play two opponents in one day. Sure. And I think even just the stress of that, regardless of how easy, quote-unquote, those opponents are, it's hard to play two matches. And so it's delicate, um, and it takes a lot of planning, and then also you just send out a ton of emails. And just like right. it's a ton of luck, too. And so I think, um, yeah, a lot of hard work went into this schedule and a lot of support by the administration to uh, back us when we say, hey, we need these matches, and here's why. They say, all right, go get them. And then you got to win them, <laughs> too. So we did, um, which is really important. But, yeah, it's a lot. You guys have been on the road so much as well. You'll be on the road again uh, this upcoming weekend. So I think that's 13 out of 14 matches on the road. But it seems like, though, especially in this conference where travel is so challenging, if you can have success on the road, it's not only great for your win-loss, but also can bring your team closer together as well because you're spending so much time with each other. Yeah. This, that's for sure. This is a really fun team, too. Um, and we do. We travel to some gyms that are really hard to play in with from sea level to 7,000 feet right. to, you know, these small gyms with fans right on top of you to bigger arenas. I, I just think it's there's not a lot of uniformity in the, the places we're playing. Um, but this team, and that's, you know, to your a couple questions ago, why they're winning now, I think their personalities and what they invest in each other is just such a wonderful thing to see. So we have a ton of fun on the road. I think our staff, that's some of our favorite parts of just being coaches. It's to kind of set aside the the tactics of the game and just be together. Um, we laugh a lot. We have a lot of just, I don't know, we have a lot of fun together. And I think that builds wins too. Sarah, how would you just describe the dynamic of the team? What's it like being around uh, your teammates? It's so fun, honestly. Like, I, coming to the gym for practice, like, going on trips, like, that's just, it's just the best part of college for me right now. And, like, I love how, like, gritty our team is. Like, we really, especially this year, like, we have just really embraced, like, like, we're Montana. Like, we have a target on our backs. Like, people want to beat us, but we're, like, we've embraced that so much. And, like, I feel like this year especially, like, we're so close as, like, a team and a unit. Like, we even, like, we, we hung out this weekend all together after beating MSU. And, like, that part of 
like that part outside of the gym is so important so it's just been so awesome and like this has been like my favorite year so far not just because we're winning more but just because like we are creating such a positive experience for ourselves and like we're showing up every day and proving that again and again hey coach the uh, volleyball has so much emotion behind it it seems like the teams that have the most fun have the mo- the best chance at success, though, right? I mean, I, for some reason, somehow along the way in Division One athletics, fun got lost. I think you can win football games without having a lot of fun. You're going to win more if you have fun, though. But it seems like in volleyball, it's a huge factor. It is. I think joy is a piece, a crucial piece of winning. And also, I don't know if you'd call it flow state or whatever you'd call it, but being in the state as an athlete where you don't have to think, you're just you're just in the zone, right? And I think I think joy is a piece, is part of the anatomy of that, um, for sure. And I think this team added pieces to our bench culture, too. And then, like, if you just watch some of our recent games, just the antics from our bench on the side, they have a scout sheet for, you know, their cheers and all these things. And so that stuff... And I, I think the the misunderstanding about joy and having fun is that it just happens um, sure. because of the environment, that it's not deliberate. And I think that it is so detailed and deliberate in where you put it um, and how each person holds responsibility for doing their part in building that. And so it's a huge testament to this team. And yeah, they're fun people. They're probably just fun in their normal lives, but you have to, you have to work hard to put that into, to the hardworking spaces in your life and they kick butt at it. <laughs> so interesting. It is such an intentional and important thing uh, to be sure. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Allison Lawrence, Sarah Ashley from the University of Montana, a volleyball team joining me. Um, how, how do you go about then harnessing this moving forward? Because you're, you're coming off this huge win over your rival, Sarah, and, uh, you're not going to play an environment like that again until maybe they come to Missoula. And so how, how do you sort of ride the momentum, even if it is a completely different uh, environment this upcoming weekend? Um, I think we talk about it a lot as a team, like creating that environment for ourselves right. instead of relying on it based on like what gym we're in, what team we're playing. So like we're, we have just kind of been like, why can't we create that energy every time we play? Like, why can't we celebrate like if like we just won Cat Grizz every single point, and I think that you see that on the court and on the bench as well. Like I think that comes from like every single person on our team just being like all in on literally like every moment together. And I think that mentality has been such a flip from the past years, and that's like contributing to our success a lot. And we're going in, like we're going into like a tough road week. And we're, we've talked about just, like, taking those matches, like, one set at a time, one point at a time, like, one play at a time. So I think that mentality and just, like, creating an environment that is solely, like, based on just, like, what we have as a team and not dictated by anyone else is, has been really important. Missoula is such an awesome sports town. University of Montana has always had great sports culture across the board. Winning and sports and athletics, it matters here in Western Montana big time. That's why we like doing what we do. It's why we make our home here. But this is a challenge across this athletic department is when you leave Missoula, if you go to Bozeman, you can have a similar one. But a lot of places you're not going to find, you know, the same enthusiasm and just the same sheer number of people that love the athletic department or, or the sports there. So have you talked to other coaches? Because I know Coach Halk goes through this a lot, right? I mean, you play in front of 27,000 one week, and then you go to, well, you know, wherever. We won't say what school, but there's 25,000 less people there to watch you play. So do you talk with the other coaches around here about this? A little bit about that, about just what it's like to go to these other places and then how you prepare your team to 
essentially what Sarah's saying, generate that environment internally rather than wait for an external environment to cause a response in you. And so, you know, each sport's so different. So I don't, I, I don't know that, I don't know that we ever share advice on that, sure. but we definitely talk about like, oh man, that place is a tough place to play and this is why and all that. So, so yeah, but we talk about it as a program too and just say, hey, how are we going to fill that gym and make that gym feel like our home gym? Because um, some of them are a real bummer and you got to go in there and, and make some stuff happen. And these are good teams. It's not like bummer environments right, with totally. teams that are losing. I mean, they're shredding people at home and also it's in front of, you know, a hundred people. Right. Um, and we've had matches like that at home too, where there's, I don't know, there's something weird going on. And then for some reason we don't draw a lot. And so, um, I don't know, there's moments when you just have to generate that internally, like Sarah said. Montana volleyball after their first three and start big sky conference play since, uh, for the third time since 1994, their best start overall uh, since 2000. Very impressive. The show uh, goes on the road this week again, uh, but seven of the next nine after this weekend at home here uh, for the University of Montana. Uh, so, Coach, we'll we'll get you out of here on this then. Sacramento State, Portland State, two of the best teams uh, in this conference. So what are the challenges, and uh, how do you sort of carry this momentum from this big rivalry win this last weekend? Yeah, we talked about that. Um you know, kind of after our MSU matches, it only gets tougher from here. And this road trip, I think, is the hardest road trip in our conference um, for every team. And so Sac State and Portland State, notorious for playing really good at home. And then they're also just really good teams wherever they are. So, and they're two very different gyms. And I think just um, having really uh, strong practices where we're in, we get a, a feel for serve pass in those places. But then also I think, we t- I don't know. It's a balance of talking about how to ex- what to expect in those environments and also not letting those expectations kind of guide those first 10 points. Let's go in expecting to have success, touch the ball well, um, and win and not be like, oh, hard place to play. We haven't done it. We haven't won here in a while or any of those things. So um, kind of like the match at MSU. Yeah, there's going to be 6,000 people screaming, but it's our job to, to push back on that. And if we do, we'll be okay. We'll be great. A lot of chances to watch these young ladies uh, upcoming. So go check out a uh, Grizz volleyball match coming up. This has been the ESPN Roundtable. Sarah, Ashley, Allison, Lawrence joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks, ladies. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is a great place to gather with family and friends alike. 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, food and drink specials, and a sports bet Montana kiosk. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Grizz Star of the Week, except for we're not going to do a specific player interview. Instead, we're going to give you who have been some of the top stars for the Grizz so far. It's about the midpoint of the year. Five games in, six games remaining. The Grizz are on a bye, so no media availability this week. But that's okay. We got you covered. Who are some of our Grizz stars of the season so far? We'll do that next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. 
is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Westside Connection's debut album, The Gangsta, The Killer, and The Dope Dealer. I don't know if people are so hard anymore. That's probably better for society, but man, I love me some gangster stuff. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. You know, this is a kid from Montana here on the radio listening to gangster rap here as you, you drive home on your Wednesday. Hope you love it as much as me. Uh, Nuwana's now uh, coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. You can also always find the show here uh, on SWX Montana Television and the ESPN uh, MT app. Time now for a Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Grizz uh, football team has a bye this week. But they're back at it uh, at home, October 15th. That's uh, a week from Saturday. The battle for the Little Brown Stein. Idaho in town, the Vandals, uh, 2-0 in Big Sky Conference play and on a bye, just like Montana, 2-0 in Big Sky Conference play and on a bye. Because the Grizz are on a bye, no media availability this week. So instead of a Grizz star of the week, let's just go through some of the Grizz stars of this season. When the girls are back at home, go check out Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors in-store, or in-stadium store, excuse me. They have all sorts of Grizz gear for you there at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And also you can go check out their uh, headquarters there on Paxson Street right behind Southgate Mall. Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors, a fixture in the sporting goods community here around the state of Montana. At the midpoint... Uh, I, I guess sort of midpoint, five games in, so we're almost to the midpoint. I guess we'll be just past the midpoint after one more game for the Grizz, but most teams in the league have played five games. We'll, we'll, they'll be playing their fifth or sixth games this upcoming weekend, except Montana and Idaho, of course. But through five games, the Grizzlies are third in the Big Sky Conference in scoring at 40.2 points per game. They've got it done in a bunch of different ways because they're not just scoring on offense. They've scored... A couple times on special teams, a couple times on defense. They have two safeties. I mean, I'm telling you, I could probably count the number of safeties I've seen in Big Sky football games. And and let's be clear here. I've probably covered, I don't know, 175, 180 games in person over the last 16 years. I bet you I've seen five or six safeties. We've seen two already for the Grizz. Two in one month. Pretty crazy uh, how good they are getting after the quarterback pressure in the backfield. So they're scoring in a bunch of ways, but 40.2 points per game. Impressive. The Grizz are also giving up only 11.4 points per game. So, uh, and, you know, almost half of the 57 points Montana's given up this year came last week with Idaho State, a defeated team, scoring 20 on them. So the Grizz are actually second in the league in scoring defense. That's impressive as well. Weaver State. Leads the league in scoring defense, 9.5 points per game. So 9.5, 11.4, then a distant third is Sac State at 21.3 points per game. The Cats sitting all the way down at seventh, 31.4 points per game, but a little bit of a caveat of the 157 points they've given up, 68 of them were to Oregon State. So the scoring average looks better for the Cats when you talk about it against just FBS opponents. But either way, that's not the story. The story is how salty Montana and Weber State have been defensively. Both those numbers are... Uh, unheard of uh, when it comes to modern-day college football. From an individual leader standpoint, uh, the most prominent league leader for the Grizzlies 
is on defense, and uh, that's Patrick O'Connell. He currently leads the Big Sky Conference in tackles for loss with nine total tackles for loss. He also currently leads the Big Sky Conference in sacks with seven total sacks. And uh, then you also have a smattering of Grizzlies uh, in the top ten in the Big Sky Conference in tackles as well. Robbie Houck, the leading tackler for the Grizzlies so far, with 45 total stops. He became Montana's all-time leading tackler in their homecoming victory over Portland State. That's fourth in the league behind Elijah Anderson-Taylor of Northern Colorado, Fave Fave of Idaho, and Rex Connors of UC Davis. So, by the way, sometimes when we get lost in the mix of covering just the ins and outs and momentum swings and scores and all that stuff in games, we gloss over some of the individuals that we maybe hadn't seen before. Rex Connors is really good for UC Davis. I thought he was their best defensive guy. He brings the wood. He's huge for his safety. Runs downhill. Uh, very good. So he's third in the league in tackles. Robbie Houck sits there at fourth. O'Connell is seventh in the league in tackles, 42 uh, total stops. And uh, then on down the line, Marcus Wellnell sits there at 23rd. And uh, a lot of Grizz there. A lot of guys running the ball. A lot of guys uh, rallying and partying on the pile. Offensively, uh, the uh, leading rusher for the Grizz right now, it's been basically by committee. So Nick Osmo is 14th in the league in rushing yards um, at 238. But they've had uh, some good performances. Xavier Harris has had a big game in there. Lucas Johnson has been good uh, on the ground as well. In the passing game right now, Lucas Johnson, eighth in the league in passing yards per game. He's completed almost 68% of his passes. He's thrown 11 touchdowns, which is tied for the league lead uh, with um, Gunnar Talkington of Eastern Washington. And Johnson, 1,027 total passing yards. And then we look at receiving leaders. Again, the Grizz aren't going to have huge statistical uh numbers on the the board because they've been spreading the ball around so much they've been playing so many guys but Mitch Roberts is the leading receiver for the Grizz right now the senior out of Missoula Sentinel he's got 23 catches 301 yards and uh, three touchdowns but they've had other guys that have sort of stepped up and and shared the spotlight at times Aaron Fonts had a big game against Indiana State Junior Bergen has caught three touchdowns and even though he's battling injuries he's been there as well so uh, I think that the best way you could say it is the Grizz are 5-0 and because of a total team effort. And so I think sort of dissecting who are the quote-unquote stars of the season so far as well as who are some of the mid-season award winners for the Grizz, you got to go a little bit beyond the stat sheet except for when it comes to one guy, and that's on defense. That's Patrick O'Connell. I think Patrick O'Connell is... Uh, he is the most disruptive player in the Big Sky Conference. I think his pass rush timing is uncanny. I mean, I, I think that his ability to time the snap and come off the edge and then take on whatever blocker or blockers that a team throws at him with physicality and then continue to pursue, I think it's the best the Grizz have ever had. I do. I think Montana has had an unbelievable lineage of great pass rushers. O'Connell's kind of the first one that does it without his hand in the dirt. All the guys that came before him, you know, just off the top of your head, guys like Andy Pedick and, uh, you know, Mike Murphy and Croy Beerman, those guys were all true defensive ends. O'Connell's a true rush linebacker. He can also play in the middle of the field, tackle in open space, and he's very good at that as well. But in terms of truly getting off the ball, putting pressure on the opposing quarterback, timing up the snap count, and then just exploding off the edge, I think he's the best to do it at Montana. I really do. I think that... 
I th- and I think by the time this season's all said and done, the numbers are going to have him at least in the argument. Yeah, I think he's sitting there right now in sixth in school history in, in sacks, and he's climbing towards the top five in tackles for loss. But he's still got six at least games left uh, in his senior year. So if I was going to go big sky, uh, excuse me, Montana defensive MVP at the midpoint of the season, I'd go with Patrick O'Connell. Andrew, any argument there? Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, chiming in here. Uh, any argument there? No, no, definitely the team's overall MVP. I mean, you look at the stats. If it wasn't for Sebastian Valdez at Montana State, he'd be lapping the Big Sky Conference in, in tackles for loss and in sacks. And he's also, like you said, top seven in the conference in just overall tackles. So he does it all. Offensively, it's a little bit more interesting of a question. I think it's um, pretty obvious that the most important addition to Montana and probably the most important steadying presence for their offense is Lucas Johnson, the senior quarterback. But it seems like you have to just kind of go game by game if you really want to anoint a true most valuable player. They've had a ton of different guys step up. I think that's a testament to how many guys they're trying to get involved and how many guys they have that they want to get involved. Well, and that's a testament to Lucas Johnson, too, right? He's the one constant in all of that, and he's been spreading the ball around real well. But he's the guy who makes it all run. He's the guy who makes it all tick for Montana's offense. He's been, I've said this a million times, he's been a lot better than I expected coming into the season, and I didn't get to see a ton of him this fall. But I think his poise, his accuracy, his athleticism, uh, his pocket presence have all been, you know, a step ahead of what they thought of what I thought they would be, and I think he is, you know, no question Montana's offensive MVP. I think that Junior Bergen has an opportunity to maybe flirt with that by the time this is all said and done, but I also think that Montana's going to want to spread the ball around in the name of freshness, but also in the name of confusing their opponents uh, here in the second half of the year. So I, I think I agree with you. I think Lucas Johnson is the guy. I also think that beyond the stat sheet, beyond his execution, his ability to operate the offense, just how smooth he is, I think his ability to really step up as a cool, calm, charismatic leader for the Grizz football team has been uh, important as well. And he's sort of in direct contrast to the personality of his head coach as well as the offensive coordinator and Tim Rosebaugh, who's a, a pretty fiery guy. I know that you, a lot of the people out here listening, you don't actually know that much about the assistants because they're kind of off. Well, they're not kind of off limits. They are off limits for interviews. But Rosie's a, you know, River, riverboat type gambler. I mean, he he's a he's a passionate guy. He coaches them hard, and Brent Pease is a you know he's a junkyard dog. He'll chew you out anytime he can when you're on the practice field, but also a very competitive guy. So I think Johnson's calmness, his steadiness, also sort of in contrast to uh, the Montana coaching staff. This one is now ESPN Radio Grizz Star of the Week. Doing a little midseason recap here for the Grizzlies because they are on a bye and a no media availability this week. The uh, the last. Uh, mid-season uh, quote-unquote award special teams I actually think is really interesting because they've had so many big plays on special teams there's multiple candidates so where I'll let you start where are we at with special teams uh, it's so tough because they have so many guys pitching in there not even on the return game although Junior Bergen's been incredible there but also on the coverage teams I mean Tyler Flink Levi Janet Caro Michael Matthews, guys like that. Kale Edwards has made a huge impact on special teams, running down and covering kicks. Patrick Warbach has been really good. I mean, I think he's the first name that probably came to mind for me just because, you know, like Lucas Johnson, he is in on every play when they're punting because he's the punter, and he's been, I mean, he reminds me a lot of Brian Machini in a lot of ways. When he really gets a hold of one, it looks the exact same. 
it's crazy because Rohrbach is like Bushini could just boom it. I mean, and, and Rohrbach can too. I actually think Rohrbach is better at the precision elements of punting. I mean, his first punt at Idaho State was laugh out loud. He put that thing like one yard from the, the line and also had it spinning so that it spun back into play and then the Grizz downed it right there. Or I guess they almost did. I can't remember if they actually did or not, but the punt itself was ridiculous. That said, though, I think that Junior Bergen has an opportunity to be one of the great punt returners the Grizz have ever had. And they've had a long lineage of punt returners, including guys like uh, Tough Harris and Lavander Seegers and Jerry Lou McGee. Bergen's straight up faster than all of those guys. Maybe not Tough Harris, because Tough Harris is one of the fastest guys in the history of the state of Montana, both as a track, I mean, came to Montana as a track scholarship. But Bergen, Bergen's nuts, man. He's, he's unbelievable in the open field. Uh, and I don't know, though, I mean, if you're talking about kick coverage and stuff, though, I mean, Levi Janicaro's got his hand on a punt and maybe a couple other ones that have been pretty close. He's got a bunch of tackles. So uh, that's all to say the Montana special team is playing at a pretty high level. The fact that there's multiple guys we could talk about, pretty impressive. Yeah, you don't even really want to pick a special teams MVP because that's the whole point of their special teams, especially those kick coverage teams. It's every guy going all out, chasing that ball downfield and trying to be the first guy downfield. It's not one guy. Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. No media availability for the Grizz, who are on a bye this week. But Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors, they have a in-stadium store at Washington Grizzly Stadium. We'll get some Grizz gear there or swing by their headquarters there on Paxson Street, right behind Southgate Mall. Appreciate Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors for their continued support of our Grizz Star of the Week here uh, at Nuanas Now. What's going down the rest of the week? We'll get you all set up, take you home here on your Wednesday. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Radio. If this song doesn't make you happy, I don't know, man. Stop being so sad. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. SWX by Tad Television and the ESPN MT app, Coulter Nuanas. Riding with you here on your Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, yesterday, or maybe it was Tuesday, but uh, maybe Monday, earlier this week, sometime earlier this week, uh, famed and legendary country singer Loretta Lynn passed away at uh, the age of 90. She cut 50 albums during her unbelievable uh, music career. Uh, the movie, The Coal Miner's Daughter, uh, mul- multiple Academy Award nominations. And uh, my old man listened to L- Loretta Lynn a lot uh, growing up. And uh, his mother was actually from uh, West Virginia, grew up a coal miner's daughter, you know, living. Uh, very poor there uh, before moving to Arizona, married my grandfather, and the rest is history. Here I am talking on the radio. But uh, Loretta Lynn, an inspirational story, the story of the American dream. And uh, 
I had thought and planned on playing uh, some Loretta, Loretta Lynn today, and then I went to the spin class, and I got all stuck on 50 Cent, and uh, here we are. We've been listening to, to rap music, so sorry, Ma. I'll, uh, I'll get the Loretta Lynn rolling tomorrow. I actually think our guest list uh, tomorrow will be uh, more applicable. It'll be more uh, more fitting to have uh, some country music uh, rolling along during Nuanas Now tomorrow. If you miss anything in the show today... You can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Fun show. Uh, did a whole bunch of fun stuff. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, joined us right off the top. We also had Ke- Keaton Galogli, the new voice of the Montese Bobcats. We also hooked up with some Grizz hockey tickets, which, by the way, we got another pair right now. Friday night's game, 7.30 p.m., Glacier Ice Rink. Two pair or two tickets, one pair, two tickets. Call right now, 406 406- 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. Call number two. We got two Grizz hockey tickets for you for Friday night. Call right now. We also had our ESPN roundtable featuring Allison Lawrence and Sarah Ashley of the Grizz volleyball team and gave you some uh, mid-season Grizz stars of the year so far uh, from the University of Montana football team. They are on a bye this week. So uh, no media availability for the Grizz, but we'll get back to having our post-practice interviews Next Wednesday, all that on the Nuance Now podcast presented by the Advocates, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Tomorrow, we're going to hear from Sagan Gronauer. He's the sophomore quarterback for the Idaho State Bengals. They make their way to Bozeman. We'll also give you a rundown of the uh, prep football schedule for the week. Also working on getting some updates on the recruiting game for both the Cats and the Grizz in football. And we'll have the return of our River City Runners, where we feature some of the best distance runners and runners in general from around the city of Missoula, around the state of Montana. Fun one this week, Annie Hill, young lady who we talked about on this show quite a bit when she was in high school up there at Kalispell Glacier. She's a record-setting distance runner up there for the Wolfpack. She spent the last handful of years at the University of Colorado in Boulder, and she's now back at UM as a grad transfer and she's doing quite well uh, on the cross-country realm. So we'll catch up with Annie, see what it's like being back home. And we'll also have some NFL uh, lines, leans, maybe even give you some picks. We'll break down the NFL slate for the week as well. Uh, if you're jonesing for some Big Sky Conference coverage, I know there's a lot of people, Grizz fans right now, that are uh, enjoying the buy, but also maybe looking for some stuff. You can always find it here first and foremost, new on is now, but you can also... Find it at SkylineSportsMT.com. Just dropped the latest Big Sky Breakdown. Uh, so go check that out as well. Uh, Ty Gregorak rapping about all things Montana and Montana State. Andrew Houghton uh, taking us around the Big Sky. And former Grizz running back Andrew Schmidt. The Snowbelt Conference. You want to know what that is? It's a thesis. It's a theory. Go check out the Big Sky Breakdown. We'll see you tomorrow. Nuan is now at 4 p.m. Thanks so much for listening. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? 
Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406 640 4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.